So for today's podcast, I've got my good colleague and friend, Dr. Sean Pastuch, the founder of Active Life, on the show to talk a little bit more about ALP, Active Life Professional. Sean's done a better job than most people in the industry at using his own megaphone to educate people on his brand's mission, what they do, who they do it for, and exactly how they do it. Yet I still felt, even me as a close friend of Sean, I've spent many hours off air, you know, spending time with Sean in his hometown and, and together, still even being a little confused myself as to who exactly would this benefit? What exactly does that mean for someone who is going to become an active life professional? How does their career path change if they're a coach or their business path change if they're a business owner? So I asked Sean to come on to provide some more clarity. And this is probably the more in-depth conversation where I really got a good feel as to the entire model he has been pushing and he has been developing over the years and stick around for the very end of the podcast. I've got a cool announcement. I got back on a call with Sean later after the recording, very cool surprise for you guys and a treat. So anyway, go ahead and listen to this conversation with me and my good friend, Dr. Sean Pastuch of Active Life. What is up guys? It is Stu. This is another episode of the what the fuck Gym Talk podcast. I'm my buddy, Sean Pastu. Did you get a haircut today? It's Friday. You get a haircut? You know, my barber has actually been out on paternity leave for a month. That's bullshit. Listen, you pay for those. You piff that every year, don't you? You piff a I do, but, but, 52 listen, haircuts? I have, I have, yes. And I have a little uh, running tab of all the ones he's missed. So they will not, they will not go unaccounted for. And uh, I did get a haircut earlier this week from the like, barber downstairs. And it was actually a lot of fun because- He's a young guy who I chat with him, small talk every time I walk by the barbershop and he's sitting in a chair outside. And uh, I think he finally realized that I, I might be somebody he wants to ask some questions of. And to make a long story short, he ended up opening up to me one day out in front of the barbershop for like 30 minutes while I waited for a podcast guest about, I don't think I want to be a barber anymore. I don't know exactly what I do want to do. I don't know how to figure out what's next. And we got into that conversation. And so when I needed a haircut, I would, when I couldn't look at myself in the mirror anymore, because I wasn't as beautiful as I'm used to being, I decided to give that guy a shot and just sit down and ask him questions. I've got to ask you this. So when you piff, because you, you've given the, your barber business coaching, essentially, right? Like, yeah, my barber has gone from $17 a haircut to 40 Okay. And from a 20% discount for PIF to no discount for PIF. So that's what I was asking. So when you do your, when you, cause when you do a PIF, do you have him bake at a discount per set per haircut? No, yeah. good. Cause I, gyms that do that, like they're like, oh, I'm going to, if you buy 20 personal training sets, I'm like, no, if it's your time, you can't PIF. If you were Costco and you were selling widgets and products, you could PIF a widget and a product. Cause the more you make, the less they cost to make. But like, I just, I never understood uh, the discount on a paid in full for in-person human-powered services? Well, I understand the rationale for it. I don't believe it's it's appropriate, though. And I've done it in the past. I've been the person who used to run them. And I think that the rationale is it's money in hand. And, and, and the mistake that I think gym owners and coaches make when they think about discounts on PIF is they, they're not thinking about inflation, first of all. And they're not thinking about what that money could do for them in the market. Sure. Right? So- so the way the way I would look at the only way to justify a PIF is if you know your business isn't very good and people are canceling on a duration shorter than what the PIF is covering, 
And so your average client value goes up as a result of them paying for more time than the average person is going to use, which indicates a different problem. And this is not necessarily the best solution to it, but it is a financial justification of a PIF. Another is you're giving somebody a small enough paid in full, like a two, 3%, that if you took that money and invested it into the market, it's worth more at the end of the term of the PIF than if they paid the full price. Those are the only two ways that I now see justification for it. I, and the latter, actually, there's some there's some legal issues with the latter, depending on the state you're in. Yeah, you got to have a bond and things like that. It's um, I was just like, listen, on the PIF, go ahead and just be like, if you oh, sure you if you want to do uh, pay in full for a year, but make them. If you want to give a free month, cool, but don't take that free month and discount it throughout the year. Make month 13 free. Make those fuckers yeah. stick around the full year if they want to get yeah, it well, at, the, at the least. That's the only promotion we've ever run for ALP. Yeah. It is, we, we've said, look, if you go through this mini, like we, we've run, uh, I think, two scholarships so far. And when we run the scholarship program, what we've done is we've given away a full program for free. You know, fifteen thousand or seventeen thousand. How you pay for it? We just gave it away. And for other people who participated in the program, we said, "Look, if if you go through all of these things and enroll in this time period, and you finish your your last month, is on us. And it's never, it's never bit us in the ass because it's one of those things where it doesn't make sense to wait for us to run a promotion like that because it, it pays for itself by the third or fourth month. And so trying to get one month on the back of the thing, not to be expensed is it, it, you're just losing money every day that you're not doing it. And we don't give it up on the front. So people who wouldn't finish people who decide I'm, this is just too hard. It's not for me. We didn't give them a month of service for free. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. I, I remember the first, I just, your barber story always reminds me of that. Uh, I remember the first time I ever learned that you buy 52 haircuts up front and you go once a week. I was like, and it's like your Friday ritual. It's like your like guy Friday ritual kind of thing. It seems like. 8am. It's my, I call it my, uh, my success tech, my success habit. Uh, it's one of those things that it, my wife asked me before I started doing it, if you, if you were making a million dollars a year right now, before I was making anything, she's like, what would you, what would you do differently? I'm like, I'd probably get the car washed every week and I would get my hair cut every week. And she's like, well, pick one and start doing it. She's like, you, you, you teach your clients that they should do things that embody the person who they want to become. If getting your hair cut every week makes you feel successful, you'll be more successful. Go get your hair cut every week. I always had a philosophical issue with guy barbers. So like, I like the spot where you go, like this spot here in Charlotte called Emerson Joseph, 120 bucks a haircut, full liquor bar, some chick, you know, big tits, hot as fuck, you know, probably like a former whatever model or some shit like that. Um, and, but I always like females. I was always just like, I don't know. I, I want my haircut by someone who's like, yeah, I'm going to set you up to a point where like your face, because my face isn't doing a lot for me, but your head looks more fuckable than it does currently when you walked in. And I just always felt like a dude wouldn't be able to give me, like do me justice that way. <laughs> I, can, I can, I can respect that. I also listen uh, as a guy who used to get my haircut by 
a woman all the time, uh, there's there's something missing from not having a woman standing behind you, and and uh, knowing exactly what you just described, like she thinks you look good right now, or at least she thinks she wants you to think that she looks good right now. Like the stripper wants you to think that she really likes you. Yeah, yeah. But I've just. There's something for me if you're not. More honesty you, is probably going to come from the dude. I will say that the more honesty yeah. is going to probably come from the guy. If dude, if, if you're not, if you're not straightening my edges with a razor blade and warm and warm shaving cream, then you haven't given me a haircut. And when we think of those straight edges, I think butchers. And when I think butchers, I'm much. Ra- I, I'm just maybe I'm just sexist. I just want that in the hand, the hands of a man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, but all right, so it was cool. You and me got to hang out. Uh, we got some really good pizza. We got some good food when I was in visiting you earlier this year. And, and we podcasted. Uh, you talked to people about how you can help with their gym real estate. Yeah, that was a good time. Got the ride, got the experience to train. Um, but uh, listen, I want to, on this one, you know, I get a lot of, you know, I had the the Stronger Life guys on the podcast recently. They're, listen. they niche in a 55 plus in a group model. I just put a proposal together for another model that was, you know, physical therapy based and they've got a real unique kind of thing. And you guys are all in this realm of that, of that white space of like, you know, fitness is here and the, the, the medical system is here. It's a big problem. The country's still fat and dying and all that, you know, we're not the healthiest people in the world, but you guys are all kind of in this space. And I feel like you're like in all kind of different realms of it. So I generally reference you if I'm having those covers, I'm like kind of what active life's trying to do. I'm, I would like to just re, I want to get a re-education on this more, a little bit more or less. With the white space, I feel has just gotten big with a bunch of people trying to solve healthcare and fitness. So where do you guys kind of like throw your flag in as far as that? How do, how do you guys feel you're filling up that white space in comparison to this, maybe some of the other groups out there that are attempting to do something similar? To, to make a military comparison we're we're the navy seals of it and and i love that what you're describing right now it's so true people people tell me all the time like oh you guys are so niche I'm like motherfucker 15% of people are physically active we're the niche we're helping people who've decided that they they can't be active despite wanting to be active to do it like we're taking let me let me let me go about this a different way. I would love a stronger. What is it? Stronger first. Is that what the place stronger is life. Stronger life. I listened to that podcast. I would love one of them next door to us, and I would love the physical therapy concept that you're talking about on the other side, because the three of us together could do a lot of really good value for a lot of people. The person who can walk into a stronger life and participate in a group class today and achieve their goals is unlikely to be the person who walks into an active life and works with an ALP today to achieve their goals. Why? Because they're a higher level of independence already. If that business is actually doing what they say they're doing, and I'm going to take them at their word that they are. The the, the host, the, the guest on the show sounded extremely credible. Uh, his his attention to detail sounded legitimate when he talked about the matting being different. Like he sound everything about him sounded legit. And so I'm taking him at his word that the people who walk in there are able to do most of the things and they enjoy a group environment. They enjoy not getting that much coaching. 
but getting enough to feel like they have the peace of mind that someone is watching what they're doing. But they're self-motivated enough to come in every day and do it on their own. And they're not afraid of getting hurt. They're not afraid that they're going to do something wrong. They're not concerned that they're going to get in somebody else's way. The, the social not- isolationism of old people, I think, also plays very strongly into his model as well. I think it does, too. It's, it's, it's a social environment for him, for his clients. So that's that's. I'm glad that exists. I would welcome one next door to us. It would be good for both of us. The people who would walk into his place and say, I can't squat. I can't um, get out of a chair in the morning without aches and pains. I'm 150 pounds overweight and I don't know what to do about it. I don't know where to start. Um, I have this disease, be it diabetes or something more uh, that more affects exercise like MS or lupus. Um, I had these surgeries and it didn't hurt anymore, but they did affect the way my body functions, right? So I don't know what to do with my body anymore. Those are people who cannot take the group class and be successful. They need a more tailored approach to what's going on. So we say that this group, your group is less physically abled and they are they're less autonomous and their point is more expensive or worthy of a higher, more expensive service. It's a combination of either that or they are significantly more motivated than the client who's walking into his space. And so a significantly more motivated would be somebody who says, I'm 55 years old, which is his minimum age, right? or I'm 60 years old. I'm, and and when I was younger, I used to do triathlons. And I want to get a triathlon again. And that person isn't going to go do general physical preparedness to do a triathlon. They want someone who's able to help them with much more specific things to do that triathlon. Somebody who says, um, I want to lead my family. Like I want to inspire my entire family to change the way that we eat, the way that we conversate, the way that we are active and inactive. And in order to do that, I need education on both why to do any of the things that I'm doing, how to communicate those things with my family. And I know I'm not going to get that in a group environment the way I can get that in an active life environment. It's, I'm, I'm just, my, my brain keeps going to people who we actually have in there right now. It's people who have experienced a group environment. And well, his might be different. They've said, it's just, they don't know me. And I want the person who's helping me to know me because I want to do incredible things. And I don't think everybody else in the group wants to do incredible things. And so I need a group of people around me, the staff in that business, the team in that business around me, to know what it is I want to do, to hold me accountable, and to push me towards it in a way that makes sense. Now, the other end of it is the physical therapist who would be on the other side. There, if somebody is too injured, we can't take them as a client. We're sending them, we, we have partnerships with physical therapists and medical doctors and all the like. So wait, let me ask you this, because we were talking like in the group setting, the, in the, the micro gym status quo group model, I do agree. If you have boo-boos, 
you are less likely to find success there just due to the quantity element of that. You go to the physical, but then on the physical therapy side, like you said, like, well, if you got legit issues, we're going to refer you out to physical therapist. What then, what is that called? Like when we're thinking and talking to people like clients like this that have this parameter, like it's like a scale of one to 10. If you're like a one to three groups, probably okay to you. Uh, eight to 10, we're going to send you to physical therapist. We take care of the middle 60%. Or what is that? How does that sound and look like? What are the words you use to describe that? I think you're, I think you're thinking about it a little like adjacent to how I would like you thinking about it. You're Lay thinking, it out for me. You're thinking about it in, in the realm of functionality, right? Like we talked before we started coming on, we talked in the past. You're thinking about it, I believe, in terms of, so are you guys helping people like in rascal scooters who aren't even feeding themselves to decide to get like, and no. The answer to that, generally speaking, is no. Are you helping professional athletes? No. Okay, so you're helping the people in the middle. That's that's a reasonable thought process from somebody looking at this from the outside in. It's really much more to do with the mindset and the aspiration of the client than, than their physical state when they walk in. It's somebody who knows they want more, period. Like from their life, from themselves, they want more. They are problem aware, meaning they're not getting enough from their life and they know it. They know that they don't know how to start getting more. They're like, I know I'm capable of more. I know I want more, but I don't know how to do it. And going to a group class isn't going to give me what I need because what I need is what I need, not what the other 19 people in the group class need. And they're able to make that statement because they there's someone who wants more. They know they're capable of more. Something's missing from their life and they've tried groups so they can make the statement of, I did that for a while and it didn't work. Or is this someone who hasn't even taken that first step of trying the low barrier to entry of a, a boutique class? It's both. So, so let's, let's take it this way. Somebody who pays you $300 a month for a one-on-one -on -one fire firefighting, right? What the fuck just happened in my business? I'm going to call Stu. You've already answered their questions. You have Micro Gym University. They can become a member of it. You have a podcast with like 300 episodes. They can listen. You've answered their question. You've made YouTube content. You've made Facebook content. The answer to the question that they have exists in your catalog of content somewhere. But they still come and pay you. Why do they come and pay you? Yeah, I, um, I'd argue that there probably the answer doesn't exist out there probably. But it like, doesn't I haven't created the content for that. But I would argue why someone pays me is because the, they haven't like, again, it's like, I just want the answer quickly. I don't want to go through a 12 step program with two yes. breaks. I don't want to be in a group call yes. on affiliate you. Yes. That's it's the same. Yeah. So, okay. so you haven't created a piece of content specifically for the, the strong, stronger, you stronger for, I, I feel bad. I keep stronger listening. life. Yeah. Yeah. You, you haven't created a specific piece of content for, if this is your avatar client, this is your local demographic. This is your price point. This is your square footage. Yep. You started in, in, you know, this CrossFit gym and you found, of course you haven't. So what has to happen is <clears throat> you have to take all of that general information that you've gathered through time, education, experience, and apply it to their specific problem set. But if they had patience, if they had, uh, financial wherewithal and, and and backing and time, they could go through your content, 
They could try something. They could make a micro mistake, make a micro pivot, find a better, and just keep on iterating on their own thing until they had what they were. Yeah, they could they could DIY it and hopefully maybe possibly end up at the end goal at some point in time. Exactly. But they come and they pay you three hundred dollars a month because they want speed. Yes, and they want certainty. And they want certainty. Clients who come to us want speed, and they want certainty. And those are clients who come from an array of different physical conditions before they start. It, it's all the way from people who have joint replacements and inflammatory metabolic diseases to people who are like, I'm 55 years old. My body just isn't responding the way it used to to exercise. I have no fucking clue what to do anymore. Teach me. It's it's We have 17 and 16-year-old kids in there who want to be able to play their sport but their body keeps breaking down when they work out in the gym with the team and they don't know how to do it. So we teach them how to do it. That's not our target demo, but those people walk in the door. It's my parents. It's my wife. It, it's, it's, it's people who have a very strong pull to wanting more from life and wanting it faster because they understand that they're on a clock. Got it. And it, I, um, it hasn't dropped yet. I had, uh, our, our buddy, Mr. Craig Patterson on and him and Tom, and I had them, you know, that we, I was challenging the model. We were talking about it, this, that, and the other thing. And, and um, it's interesting when you say that it's somebody who wants speed and this is what I, I position them as well. When you guys are one-on-one intensive, right? You're not doing semi-privates essentially, right? You well, guys are one of the model. The model starts, I'll walk you through the customer journey. And this is this is another different thing about what we're doing than what, for example, uh, Stronger Life is doing and why they both work. Stronger Life, from what I understood from the podcast, doesn't have a customer journey. It's join, get healthy, stay healthy, stay forever in the group class. That's the customer journey. The Day one, you're doing the thing. You die and you cancel your membership. The day before you died and canceled your membership, you were doing the same thing you were doing day one. You're just doing it better. Yes, that's that's similar to CrossFit, except for a different age demo. It's similar to Orange Theory. That's not our goal. It's not our goal with any of our clients to do that. We start everybody off with a discovery call to make sure that we believe that we can help them and should help them. Uh, I forget what month it was, but one of the most recent months, I got the statistics, 30 people booked discovery calls with us. We referred 17 out without offering them a consultation. The 13 who we took consultations with, 11 showed up. Of the 11 who showed up, nine enrolled. So that's a good funnel. That's a a month, right? Now, the average enrollment is $1,800. No, 1950. No, 1800. 1800. It's 12 sessions at $150. That's what they buy. Everybody buys the same thing. 12 sessions at $150. And that package renews after the 12th session is performed for the next 12, another $1,800. And they can come train with us as little as twice a week or as much as four times a week. But nobody comes and trains less than twice a week because we wouldn't promise any kind of results in that in that way. Now, that's step one. Step one is we, we issue the membership after the discovery and the consult. And by the way, the, the membership that we issue is prescriptive, but we don't need to get into the detail of that. We can if you want, but when I say prescriptive, it's we tell them we think you're going to need this many personal training sessions. We share with them a legitimate KPI list 
which is a key performance indicators for what you need to understand educationally, what you need to be able to demonstrate physically in order for you to be able to achieve the things outside of the training environment that you told us you want to be able to achieve. And those 12 that they buy, it just, <clears throat> it just like uh, one to one. So I come yes. for two sessions a week. I'm going to get six weeks out of it. Yep. Okay. And, and, and you're going to work with our whole team. You're not going to work with just one staff member. So, the again though it's they're not they're not committed they're they're only committing financially to twelve because we want to keep burning the money but well the average person coming in is being recommended over sixty personal training sessions to start we just only sell them in bump in, in bumps at twelve so once they finish once they achieve the KPIs you can move this way you can you you can recite this education you can handle this kind of adversity and explain what you would do before it actually happens. You now don't need a personal trainer anymore. You shouldn't be working with our, our ALPs one-on-one -on -one anymore, active life professionals anymore, one-on-one. -on -one. Our goal is to get you to independence. So the next phase is to move them into what we call Ascend. Ascend is when they go to individual design in a group setting. Individual design in a group setting. The purpose of that is just because you were able to do this with me standing next to you doesn't mean that you're capable of doing it on your own. And when we do a good job, by the end of their membership with us, their last month is an empty program. And they're coming in and they're letting us know what they did based on the education that we've instilled in them over the last months or year plus to lead them to doing what they're doing that day to demonstrate that they are capable of going and working out anywhere that they want in the world and being safe and productive with their body and their choices. And that's where I was going with the, um, when I was talking to the Mad Lab podcast I just did, my thing was, well, at what point do we get them to autonomy? And that sounds like that's kind of, that's that end state there for you guys. Yeah, the, the, again, the, differ the difference for us and a, a Mad Lab, who also does a good job, totally different job, is we don't, we're not looking for long, long-term retention. We're not, we, our business is full at 120 clients. And that business is doing almost $2 million a year when it's full at 120 clients. We are not looking for people to stay forever. We are looking to get people to the point of genuine, measurable, undeniable independence consistently. And then to release them into the world. So two mil, 120 clients, that'd be each client paying 16,666 per year. So averaging per month, that thirteen to fourteen hundred dollar type number. Yes. And that 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 comes from a blend of personal training sessions at 150 a session and our ascend membership at 830 a month. Got it. Got it. Do you guys have the data yet? Because I, I think someone listening to this would be like, what does my portfolio look like of um, in-house? So if I get, when I get to like, because in the beginning, they're all personal training. Like I, let's say Stu opens up an active life today. My first 90 days that I'm selling clients, they're all in PT. And then mm -hmm. they start one by one, start dripping into ascend. So uh -huh. at six months in, your portfolio should be, you know, whatever, 75% uh, PT, 25% ascend at you know, 18 months in, you should be 50% descend, 50% PT. Do you guys, have, does that like, does that shift? Does that have a glide? You yes. Know, uh, okay. 
Yes. Uh, I'm not the person to answer that. Mary Banks or Cody Ringo would be the people to answer that. They're the ones who actually um, make this crazy idea work. I'm the one who says, this is what I think it needs to be. Sure. And then they're like, that's cool. We should do this, which we actually think is is better than what you just described. Yeah. I'm like, yeah that, that but is. At, at some point then the model, like again, the 120 and I know you're saying like, you're not trying to keep the client forever. Um, they move into that ascend and that like autonomous version. But at some point there would be a, a successful active life at some point would probably, that would be the majority of their portfolio. The majority of clients have transcended to this autonomous stage. Yeah. Yes. Um, the margins are better. I mean, here's the thing, right? If we have a room of eight people who are each paying $830 a month to be in the business and they're coming into the business three days a week, that's 13 visits. It's like do 70 bucks math. a visit or so, something like that. It's like, I think, I mean, we can do really quick math. We can do 830 divided by 16. Hopefully something dirty doesn't pop up on my Instagram when I pull up my phone. 830 divided by 13, $63.80. If there's eight of those in the room, we're doing $511 an hour. That's that's good. That'll work. And and we can pay staff really well with that. And I think that's um, a critical thing that keeps on coming up when I talk to people you've introduced me to and people who we mutually know when they ask about the model and they ask about the staff. Our moat a moat for people who don't know what a moat is when I'm talking about it in this context is what makes it difficult for somebody to rip me off. Our moat is the development of the staff. And it's also, by the way, the thing that anybody like a Jim Crowell looks at and says, that's not scalable. I'm like, that's great. I'm thrilled that that is how you feel. Because what I believe is our, our path forward is the development of thousands and thousands and thousands of ALPs with the with the proof that there's a legitimate job on the other side of you going through this education that can pay you six figures working less than 35 hours a week in a gym. And that's for everyone listening, ALP is the designation, the active life professional. That's the professional designation after they've gone through your educational program with active life. So it'd be like, we want to have thousands and thousands of ALPs and hundreds and hundreds of active life locations to employ these ALPs. Ultimately, our goal is a thousand active life locations, which we believe will take between 20 and 25,000 ALPs developed to fill with five each. Not everybody who goes through ALP is going to become a staff member at an active life. But what's, what's important is, and I'll, I'll get into what they will do. What's important to remember is one of our biggest problems right now in hiring our own students is that when we sold ALP to them, when they bought the Active Life Professional Mentorship, their intention was to become an entrepreneur with it because they didn't see another option. They're a coach in a CrossFit gym. They're a coach in a commercial gym. They're, they're a trainer. There is who, no vertical ascension. Correct. And, and just like our, like our client, they're like, I want more. I know I'm capable of more. I just don't know how to do it. And so they're compromising on the kind of life that they can get as a result of the training that they're doing. And, and they want more. So they enroll in ALP. We can't afford to pay them as much as they are making by the time that we would hire them. That's our, that's our reality with our students. Students come in, 
they begin ALP, they are earning too much money for us to hire them and start them with a salary that we start our staff with, which is right around 50K a year. It doesn't make sense for them anymore to go back to 50K. So my belief is in time, not a lot of time, a very short amount of time, when we go from one active life location to five, to 15, to 20, there will be a very real understanding that when you buy ALP, you're doing it for the sake of having the opportunity to be hired by us or by somebody else. I believe you're going to start to see, and when I say I believe, what I really mean is I know and I can't speak about who. When you start seeing other companies in the space proliferate high ticket, very high ticket fitness offerings, their biggest problem is who do I hire for this? There isn't somebody out there who I can hire for this who's ready to go. They are going to hire ALPs too. So instead of it just being the only job opportunity outside of entrepreneurship for an ALP is working in an active life, you're going to start to see these other brands start to commit that that's who they want to hire. And pretty soon it's going to be the same reason why people go to Stanford. You go to Stanford because you want the network and the likelihood of a job on the other side. You're going to take it because it's the same thing. That's it. That's it. I, I apologize. I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I wanted to just make something that's real clear because I the one thing that I, I just put a circle on it, uh, my little notebook here. Um, for everyone listening, it, 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 here's the number 830 a month and instantly discredits that as an option. I do want people to understand, again, you if you think of it like 830 a month for a gym membership, it's not going to res. It's not going to land. I think of it as a concierge. Like the reason I like really, really nice hotels is mm-hmm. because they actually have like a shitty uh, Fairfield will say they have a concierge. It's not a real concierge, but you go stay at the Four Seasons and the day before you check in like, I'm here for two nights. I want a steakhouse and a strip club on Friday. And I want a really good, you know, brunch and a whatever, something to do active outside. And what are the, the three closest gyms to us? you'll literally have that at check-in printed and fucking handed to you. You'll have someone calling to see, make sure, do you want us to make the reservation? Like a concierge, because you guys, and someone, because I want someone to understand, I'm going to let you do it. What what do I get for 8.30 a month outside of sweating prescriptively? To use a canned term, you get a life of freedom without comp- without uh, without compromise. So you get to finally live the life that you've always said you wanted to live without compromising on your values. From a physical perspective. No, I'm talking about all of it. I'm talking about becoming a positive social influence on your kids, your spouse, your friends, your family, your coworkers. Because your head's right, your body's right, you're right with yourself, that kind of stuff. And And because we forced you, the client, to actually start to think about what you're thinking about. This this is where it's the hardest thing for me to explain to somebody like you on a podcast. And then when I say somebody like you, I mean anybody. Oh no, I took offense to it at the instant it left your lips. Good, fuck you. It, <laughs> we, we, we are not a gym. And exercise is part of what we do. But it's not why people enroll and it's not why people stay. And community is not why people enroll and it's not why people stay. And fun is not why people enroll and it's not why people stay. The reason why people enroll with us is because we help them access 
all of the elements of the life that they've said that they wanted. And we're not their mental health coach. We help them think, but if they need a mental health professional to get involved, we make a referral. And we have that network. I I predict this would be accurate. Correct me wrong. I'm a client, six months in, I'm loving it. I get fired from my incredibly high paying sale, my good sales job, whatever. I've, you know, I'm working out my my last month. I'm letting you guys know. My guess is that you guys have again, you know, like you said, like we you guys have some kind of a you're not gonna you can't place them with the job, but it's not just like in the average gym. We're like, oh well, you're canceling. All right, well, we really enjoyed having you here. Thank you. 30-day cancellation note. Like, what would that look like? Because I, I want people to really understand and this from my conversations with Cody as well, and like how 360 you guys are with the client because you only have 120 of them which if anyone's listening dunbar really likes dunbar says you can do some really cool fucking things with 120 relationships 150 is the number where it tops off talk me through like the quality of the non-gym we're not a gym right like outside of that you'll refer him to a mental health coach but like when living my best life also is not a, it's an economical thing it's a social status thing it's you know, let's take the physical out of it how do you guys give me an example for someone to listen to like how you could be life changing for someone outside of the common realms of what people probably perceive active life the fitness solution to be so there's this moment between emotional stimulus and action taking that often that, that that oftentimes becomes impulse and so 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 think of it this way um Someone does something that really pisses you off. I'm not saying you, I'm saying proverbial, you the person listening. What do you do? How fast do you decide what to do? You got an email and you're like, no, fuck this person. Do you just type the email and send it back? Or do you put in the drafts folder for 24 hours, come back to it? Or do you not write anything? Like, what what do you do? How, How do you receive that? Do you even like, how do we go from you read an email and got pissed off to you read that exact same email and asked yourself, oh, I wonder what this person doesn't understand. What do I need to do a better job explaining? What questions do I need to do a better job asking? How do we change that entire physiological response to the email that once gave you an adrenaline pump and now leads you to being curious about what you could have done better? That's what we do. And so here, here's how that happens. Here's a very tactical, relatable way that that would happen inside of an active life with an ALP that I believe is seldom happening inside of other group environments. Member has a new baby. They're in a relationship. They have a wife. Let's say it's a guy. You're in a relationship. You have a new baby and you have a stressful job and you make good money. But now you're in this spot where you're like, you want to be home to help your wife who just had this new baby, who's recovering. The baby's waking up in the middle of the night. You don't have a boob. You can't do anything about it, but you feel like, what well, you know, I'm still getting up. I'm still stressed. It still bothers me. Yesterday, you went back to work. You had a ton of shit you had to do from the time that you were out of the office. You come in this morning, like, I just need to blow off some steam. What are they going to say? What is the coach at the gym going to say? Are they going to tell you, yeah, I'm really glad you're here today, man. We got you. Are they going to scale the workout? What are they going to say? When that person meets with an ALP, an ALP is going to ask that person a line of questions for a few reasons. Number one, they have the time. 
They don't have to start the clock to get the class going. There isn't a class. So that person is there for their own problem. They're going to ask them things like, how much sleep did you get last? Not much. Okay. Why not? Um, well, the baby was waking me up. Okay. Are you helping your wife when you wake up in the middle of the night? No. Are you helpful to your wife being in the room? No. Okay. Then do you have to be even sleeping in that room right now? Well, I would feel bad. Why would you feel bad? I don't know. Is that a conversation that you think would be worth you having with your wife to find out if she would feel bad if you slept somewhere else? I guess it wouldn't be. I don't know how I would bring it up. Well, let's practice. That's what would happen when you walk in to an active life and you work with an ALP. And you don't have to have a membership at an active life to have that conversation with an ALP. That's what all of the ALPs we we mentor are doing. It that, sounds like, it, and I hate this term, so I don't want to categorize it. It's the, exactly. the idea of life coaching. Yeah, so, so here's the thing. Life coaching is an element of what we're doing. It would. It, what I love about what you just said there is when we first started this conversation, it was obvious to everybody that an ALP trains a client physically, right? Everybody understood the client is working out. Now there's this momentary level of doubt. Wait, is this life coaching with a trainer? I'm, it, yeah, the answer is yes to both. And then there's more on top of that. Right. It's the, the the responsibility of the ALP is to help a person live a life that they couldn't live before. So first, they need to decide what kind of a life they want to live. Then they need to be able to decide what kind of a person is already living that life. Then they need to look at what parts of themselves do they need to get rid of so that they can become the person who lives that life as a result of who they are. We mentor ALPs to do all of that for their clients. So I want, you know, it, it happens in a unique way at our flagship down the block, the active life down the block. But this is what we do with every ALP who comes through our mentorship. The idea is they, they're tired, these coaches, the ones who enroll with us. They're tired of watching a person still scaling the same movement that they've been scaling in the gym for six months or a year. And they're they're annoyed that they just don't know what to do about it. They're like, I, I want to be able to help that person. Is it that they but, don't know what to do? It's an educational component or logistically, organizationally, the, the class model, that business model, that's not theirs. It might be, you know, it's the, maybe the, the one of the coaches. I can't do what I want to do because I'm here to run this 60 minute class. It's all of that because the person in the 60 minute class does have the wherewithal. They can pull that person aside after class. They can call that person. They can look through the client roster, say, oh, Stu, who comes to the 6 a.m. has this problem. And I'm frustrated that I can't help Stu, but I have to start the class on time and I'm coaching the seven right after. So I've never had a chance to talk to Stu about it. I guess there's nothing for me to do. No, you can call that person. You can absolutely call Stu. You can absolutely take him for coffee. You can absolutely do more than what you can do in the hour that they are in the business with you. And so to a lot of coaches hearing that, they're going to be like, oh, that's a, that's a good idea. I should do that. The reason they didn't think of that before is because they lack the education. They haven't been taught to think that way. So that's not an indictment on them. 
it's just a glaring opportunity for them. And so the next part is maybe they don't know how to solve it. Maybe they genuinely don't know how to solve it. I was on a call with um, one of our own clients this week and one of her staff members who is newer to the education was talking about how a member in the gym who actually happened to be the owner of the gym has shoulder pain when she does certain things. And she walked, the, the owner was saying how refreshing it was that this coach walked over to her and she gave her this thing that she could do to retract her scapula so that she could do the pulling and the pressing without shoulder pain. She's like, it was just such a valuable experience. And we had a little celebration for a moment. And then I explained why that was a huge mistake. Because what happens there is we give somebody a moment of feeling like, okay, I can do this thing. And then we have them do the thing that is causing their problems without experiencing the problems for a moment. And we lead them to thinking that the problem is solved, but it's not. And over six months, that coach is that, that person's going to keep saying to that coach, my shoulder still hurts. Eventually that coach is going to get frustrated. What are they going to do about it? I, I believe most coaches find that frustration and don't know what to do next. They know they can't refer to a physical therapist because there's nobody good in their town. They know that the doctors in their town are just going to give them a shot, a medication, tell them to stop doing whatever they're doing. They want to be the solution for that person. We teach coaches how to be the solution for that person. The next steps do, one more before, before you jump in, is the money. The coach can't afford to just do that for free. You can't pull somebody aside before class and coach them for 15 minutes and think you solved it. So you need to be, the question becomes, why can't you spend two hours thinking about that person today? Well, I don't have the time. Why don't you have the time? Well, I have to do this other stuff. Why do you have to do this other stuff? Because that's what pays my bills. Well, why is that what's paying your bills? What if this could pay your bills? And once they see all of that, it's obvious. They need to enroll in ALP. It's like the mantra, like question everything, right? Like literally, if you just take your own self down a rabbit hole like that of why, how mm -hmm. could I do a different, you know, and why being the big one. And I, I think it'd be very introspective for a lot of people listening, especially in that coach run. And I guess I would be very curious. I'm, I'm sure the gamut, but I was going to ask you, who's the best, you know, candidate for ALP? Is it the gym owner? Is it staff or is it like the budding young personal trainer looking to get started type scenario? And I know it would be a mixture of all three. There's there's more things in just those categorical categorical gotcha. uh, um, naming conventions that that would be good for you guys. Sure. What's the percentage currently? Like, what do you guys normally see out of like those out of those categories? Owners, coaches, and those getting looking to get started in the industry. And I just happened to land on Active Life as one of my first learning podcasts. The only owner we would ever sell it to is one who doesn't actually own a business. They own a job, meaning they're, you're the owner of a, you're the owner of a gym. Good news. That's most of them. <laughs> Good well, news. Well, right. But there's, there's, there's 20 classes a week and you're coaching 18 of them and you got a part-timer doing two, or maybe you have 30 classes, but you follow me. Like your job is coaching. It's not actually going out and growing the business, developing the staff. Is that because the business isn't already, it's not established so well, you don't have the machines not so big that bringing this new thing in would be problematic to it? It's because that person probably doesn't even want to own a business. And that person wants to be a business. If, if that person thought that they could make a hundred to $200,000 a year coaching clients one-on-one -on -one and remote, they would rather do that. 
than own a gym, have to have 150 to 200 members, staff, big overhead, all of that kind of stuff. So we help that person come to that reality when it is their reality and provide them a different path for their career. They don't need to own a gym. Now, that's rare. Those are not most of the people who come through because most gym owners think they want to own a gym and we're not here to convince somebody that what they think they want is not actually what they want. We want to work with people who are both problem aware and solution aware. They just don't know how to do it. So the person who is best for ALP is the, let me, let me, let me back up. The person who's most likely to have significant financial success and emotional fulfillment, both of the buckets that you talk about quickly is a group fitness coach who doesn't do a ton of personal training or who does, but knows they're not charging enough and isn't fulfilled by the kind of personal training that they're doing. So you're a coach in a CrossFit gym. That's another caveat. It doesn't work in orange theory. It doesn't work in F45. It wouldn't work at a metabolic. It doesn't work at fit no body bootcamps. Yeah. It can't work in a franchise, obviously. It it can that, work in a franchise that allows some personal training, but those don't. Correct. So, so you, you're not going, we're not going to teach you how to break the rules within your business. That doesn't make sense. So CrossFit coaches are a great fit because they see these people all day long. They're coaching CrossFit because they love people or they wouldn't be coaching CrossFit. They genuinely care about the people who are walking into their room. They would like to be able to make a living as a coach, but they don't see a path to it. And they see movement impairment. They see people struggling. They see people not hitting their goals every single day. So they have this deep desire to help them, but they don't know exactly what they would do to do it. There isn't a business model in place that allows for it. And so there is what we call latent demand. Meaning if you're have a, if you a CrossFit gym, you have a hundred members and you don't do personal training more than a few sessions a week, there are probably 20 people in your gym who would want to train twice a week to solve a specific issue that they're having inside of the gym. Even if they don't even have the awareness of the big stuff that we talked about before. It's the guy who still gets a little bit of shoulder pain when he does pull-ups. It's the person who's been rowing instead of running for six months because his Achilles hurts when he runs. It's the person who hasn't lost 50 pounds. It's the person who can only find themselves coming in one and a half days a week because they're not getting the accountability that they need. It's the person who feels like they need to hide in the corner because they don't know how to do these things. And, and they just hope the coach doesn't come over to them because then they feel like coach is giving them too much attention and not enough to the rest of the class. All of those people want to buy personal training. If there's 20 people in a gym with 100 people, who would buy it today and they would train twice a week. That's 40 sessions. That's two full-time jobs. If you're a coach in the CrossFit gym like that, and you want to be able to solve bigger problems for people, you want to be able to help the people I just described, not have those problems anymore. There is an entire career of financially freeing income inside of the gym that you're at without leaving waiting for you. Well, I want to, I want to ask a question from like, just trying to think of like obstacles and, and things I'm sure you and your DLP clients have encountered when someone has, is going to retrodate this, like they already have their own CrossFit or some kind of, you know, independently owned group fitness model. 
And then they want to bring in a higher quality service, one that will solve problems better mm-hmm. for though for clients that, you know, that 20% that are willing, uh, that can and are willing and more than happy to pay for it. Is it difficult when that existing model of group is already happening and, you know, 80% of the gym is going in and out and seems happy with it? Some of them might look great, you know, fit. Some of them might not. And do you find that the one of the biggest issues in the beginning is getting the gym owner past the point of I, you've already fed them this one meal over and over and over again. And now you're just saying that's not a bad meal. This one's just better. It does oh. cost more, but it solves mm-hmm. these problems faster, more efficiently, blah, 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 blah. At, at what point is there a point where it's, you guys look at it and you've seen in the numbers over the years, you're like, yeah, you've been doing this for seven years. You've got a clientele. Some of them both you for over four. Those are probably those people were not. You're probably not converting. You're probably not converting them to this. It might. It's going to have. It's probably the new blood that hasn't had this group fitness, you know, branding stamp in their brain that this is the way it's done. Uh, we don't find that to be the case. So people who've been there for three, four, five, six, seven, ten years buy personal training. They buy it at the same rate that new people buy it at. Now. You're talking about a gym owner, not a coach. So I'll I'll give a gym owner example. We work with a CrossFit gym in Miami who was doing very little personal training when we first started working with them about three and a half months ago. They're now close to $20,000 a month in personal training with coaches who never did personal training with clients before. They thought the group was all that they wanted to do. We didn't force those coaches to do personal training. They decided they wanted to do personal training. And they decided it because we started asking them simple questions like, can you name 10 members who are not getting the results that you would like to see them get? Yes. Okay. How do you think them not getting those results is making them feel? Okay. Why are you confident that you can help them get those results? Okay. Say that whole thing out loud. And then all they got to do is say, George is really frustrated because he joined the gym two years ago to lose 50 pounds and he hasn't lost it. And uh, it makes him feel like it's not possible. It makes him feel like this is just the body he has to live in. And he kind of makes jokes at his own expense to, to, you know, not have to face the reality of it. And I'm confident that I could help George lose those 50 pounds because I've done it countless times for other people. I know the mistakes he's making and he really has some simple problems that we need to fix. I'm like, how many times would you need to say that out loud before you decide to go talk to George? And they're like, not many. I'm like, so now what comes up is how do you go talk to George? What would you say? And so then we teach them, this is what you go say to George so that you're not telling him, hey, George, are you feeling fat and sad? I can help you because that's not going to get the job done. Every coach is afraid of feeling sleazy and pushy. But when you approach that person the right way with the right questions, they open up and it's a relief for them to be able to pay you for personal training. If only someone had written a book on this about you know being ethical in your sales. It's funny. I, I, I did write a book about it. Um, I could share the link. We could put that link in your bio. But um, That's good. But, yeah, I'll put it in there. But what, what, uh, what I would actually like people to see more even than that book is the curriculum for what goes into ALP. Because- Everything that we're talking about right now, we do better for our clients than I'm able to articulate. That's the reality. The industry tells people um, you're going to make $25 to $30 an hour. The only way to make more is to bring business into the gym. 
And that's bullshit. If you could bring business into the gym, if you enjoyed bringing business into the gym, you'd probably go open your own. You're a coach in the gym because you love coaching, not because you love filling a gym with new members who you left to coach. We don't think you should have to fill the gym with new members. Should you have a role in it? Sure. You should be telling everybody about how great the place is. But your KPI is not how many new members have you brought into the gym. It's how well are you servicing the ones who were there. And so I would love for people to see what we think is necessary to be able to do that because it's an education that goes far beyond what anybody else has ever even considered. So I can share a link for that for you. You put it in yeah, the show notes. No, I'd be good. And just for... How long is the education portal? The formal core education and mentorship is 13 months long and it encompasses right around a thousand hours when you include the time spent coaching, making money. The, the physical sit down and learn it is between two and five hours a week, depending on how much time it takes you to digest a concept. Our, cl our, our clients get a dedicated one-on-one -on -one mentor. They get access to small group. And when I say small, I mean small, less than 20 people. Um, with a subject matter expert every single day. So you need help with your sales. We have sales trainings regularly during the week. You need help with your internal marketing and external marketing. We have marketing experts every single week who you can get into calls with in real time. Every, like you name it, we have a call for it and it's live. And um, I can't stress enough for everyone listening. There's some people listening that are like, I like everything I'm hearing, but I don't have time for that. And, and what I would say to that is, no, no, no. You, it is the, it's the fact you showed most of these guys open up this gym without the prerequisite education to be successful, right? They got into it. Most people, very few were extensive fitness professionals or in a fitness related career, physical therapy, like some kind of related career prior most. And the thing I, I argue with everyone is like, no, you, the, the only way you're going to be successful at this is you have to work smarter. Not you're working very hard right now. Very hard. I get it. Everyone's working hard. The difference is that no, you have that there the time is there for you to educate yourself with courses like Active Life. A hundred percent. And until you do, and whether you know, whatever course of education you get, MGU Active Life, fuck, I don't care what you're taking, but bottom line, whatever you believe in, guys, you have to find the time for it. It's it your sweat doesn't generate money in and of itself. It's what you did to produce the sweat was either efficient or is inefficient. And I don't know anyone who makes quality money, real quality money, has a quality life that is working highly inefficiently. It's the it's the same mantra that people who tell med meditation would tell you. If you know meditate 20 minutes a day and if you don't have 20 minutes a day, do it for an hour. The 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 point of that kind of a statement is no the, the most common and legitimate reasons for people to not enroll in active life right now is I don't have the time and I don't have the money. Those are results. Those are results of decisions that you've made for months or years that led to you not having the time or the money. That is exactly why you need to enroll right now because you need to start making different decisions and you need help making those different decisions. And as soon as you start making different decisions, you see your life happens differently. That's that like those, those valid objections are exactly the reason you need to do it now. And, and I want to be, I want to be clear. I used to make the mistake of saying, 
look, I don't care who you get educated by OPEX, active life, NSEA, whatever, do just do something. And I've changed my mind about that. We are the best. It's not close. And for people who want more from their careers, who want more for their clients and who want more for their lives, ALP is where they need to be. And again, one one last thing on this before we close out. I enroll in ALP. I am going through the courses. I'm learning, doing my work smarter. You mentioned it earlier. I just want to really hammer it in. At what point for someone who's hesitant and gun shy because of the money, what do you guys see on an average that ROI that everyone you cover? You guys probably get asked that on the sales call every time. It's like, okay, so like, what's the ROI? How quickly, you know, how quickly will I see this money back? The question is, I'm paying thirteen hundred fifteen dollars a month to work with Active Life. How long before I'm making more than thirteen hundred fifteen dollars a month to cover it? Yes, correct. You should be doing that inside of three months. And here's why. Look, it, it might take you four, but you should be doing it inside of three months. If you're charging the price points that we tell you to charge, we're talking about you acquiring one and a half clients. One and a half clients. The other thing is when you're on a call with us deciding if you should do this or not, we will be transparent with you about the environment that you are in is either ideal, less than ideal, but good, not good at all. And the indications of your environment will dictate how long we believe your ROI is going to take. So don't take my word for it on this podcast. Get on a call with somebody on our team and let them share with you what they believe your time to ROI is going to be based on the environment that you're in. And let's do it like that, man. What's uh, Where can anyone, if they're interested, they, are, uh, they want to pick up what you're putting down, how would they do that? I will share a link with you okay. that you can put in your show notes that they can click to schedule a call with us. That's that's as simple as it gets. Otherwise, if you're not ready to book a call and you just want to check out what's going on, head to Active Life Professional on Instagram and ask us any and all questions that you have in the DM. You heard it here, kids. You heard it here. Sean, buddy, I uh, it was always good jamming with you. Next time, though, if you get that haircut beforehand, I'd appreciate that. I don't, I don't like this I got hair, Sean. I got, it, I got it earlier this week. I got it, my, my guy's back next Friday. What do you do on the sides? Is that like a, what's that? A zero, a one? What do, what do I do? I fucking sit in a chair. Somebody else cuts it. What do you um, get on the sides? Uh, it's a straight edge up to a zero. It's that long beach treatment, brother. The long beach treatment. Dude, it. it's always fun to jam with you. I appreciate you taking the time to come on today. It's my pleasure. You're a good friend. I appreciate it. All right, homie. Talk to you soon. Don't go yet. Don't go yet. I told you guys, I've got a surprise for you at the end of this. So I got on a call with Sean after the recording of this, and we were talking more about it. And one of the things I've always felt a little, I don't know if it's a word guilty or I, you know, always felt was missing is I don't teach how to coach. I don't teach how to actually solve the high grade problems you guys should be solving for these clients. I teach the business side of it. I'm very agnostic as to the business model. And I believe I'm the best in the industry at that. But I do have, I've always felt this kind of like, man, I wish I could also have the bandwidth to do the coaching side. But A, I, I don't have that bandwidth. And B, I couldn't do it as well as Sean and the Active Life team has done. I have seen these guys in action. They are the best of the best. So we were talking about it, and I've decided to go ahead and I'm going to scholarship one of you guys for a full 
ALP program. You will have a full scholarship through Active Life Professional. You'll become an ALP coach over that entire, almost a whole year process that that takes. And that's what I'm doing. I, it, I don't have the opportunity to do this for you, but I do have the opportunity to be connected with incredibly smart people who've created curriculums like this. And uh, I'm in this situation where I'm able to go ahead and do something nice and uh, whatever. Merry early Christmas, I guess, fuckers, is what I'm saying. So there is a link in the show notes below. If you enter your information there to learn more about it, you'll be entered in for the scholarship. And I'm going to allow Sean and his ALP team to vet you guys and figure out who's the best bet. I don't know the criteria in which they're doing it. It's not first come, first serve. But I just wanted my audience to know if you have ever been looking to me to do any kind of coaching education, it's never going to come. I'm the business guy. But luckily, there's companies like Active Life that provide this type of education, and I'd love for one of you guys to be able to benefit from it. So this one's on me, fuckers. I hope you enjoy it. It's certainly not inexpensive by any means, but go to the show notes, click the link, fill in your information. And I, I don't know. I think me and Sean kind of talked about bringing one of you guys on if you end up winning and having a conversation with you at a later date. We'll figure that out then. But otherwise, check out the link below, get entered, and I wish you guys the best of luck.